0: your
1: eyes welcome to the two minute warning
2: yo welcome everybody back to the two minute warning i'm your host ethan and i got lucas on remotely
1: well it's good
2: we're back with our weekly episode uh it's been two weeks since we actually recorded an episode so we got a lot to talk about uh, a lot of moves have been made. Uh, we've got a Super Bowl matchup. Um, a lot of a lot of coaching positions have been filled. Actually, all the coaching positions have been filled. Um, mm. and we got to talk about you know the divisional round, the conference round, and yeah. So let's let's jump into our, our Super Bowl matchup here. We got Chiefs Niners. How are you feeling about this matchup? You know, it, it, I think it's a pretty deserving matchup for both teams. You know,
1: I mean. Now, it's the one seed and the three seed, so you can't really argue against it. Both very talented teams, um, both teams that have been here before. Um, I mean, it, I think it's the matchup everyone didn't want to happen, but that's probably because it was the most likely to happen realistically. So, I, I, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna help the NFL. They're gonna have a bunch of fucking viewers, and it's gonna be great for the NFL overall. But. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise
2: me. Yeah, I mean, this is like Mahomes making history. You know, he's had what? He's won. He's what? He's been to five Super Bowls. What six Super Bowls actually? Uh, four. Yeah. He's no, he's four. won. Well, well, he's been to five. He, he's this is his fifth. He's only won four. No, or this if he, he hasn't said, won it, four. No, he's been, won. Three. He's been to he's four out three. of the past five. Yeah. He's been
1: four out of the past five and lost two, yes. Oh he You're lost right. two, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah.
2: Because he lost to Brady and then he lost to twice. Uh, yeah.
1: And he lost to Brady twice. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he lost to Brady twice.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So um you know, this is he's making history, man. I when I thought when it's all said and done. I think like once his career is over, he's going to be the second greatest quarterback of all time, and there's not even going to be a debate. Like I love Peyton Manning, and you know Joe. Musco. Second greatest? You don't yeah. think
1: he could surpass? Brady?
2: Unless he gets more than seven chips. No.
1: I mean, he's on a damn he's good pace.
2: pace too. Yeah, he's on a pretty good pace. He's
1: on damn good pace, but I mean,
2: he could. Well, he's not, is, I think how he's, definitely, be he's
1: definitely the most talented quarterback of all time.
2: Yeah. But how can how can you be better than a quarterback that you're zero two against?
1: Okay, then Manning's better than Tom Brady. Oh, you mean Eli? <laughs> right? Like, oh, you mean Eli? Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. So, I I don't like that guess, argument but... because teams change so much, and if you give if you give Mike Evans on the on that team and Chris Godwin instead of Tyreek Kill, I I think. Mahomes might come out with one of those or if you give them that defense if you give them the Bucks defense they win both of those championships instead of Uh, Brady in uh, my
2: opinion I don't think so man like I just think uh, Brady beat at 40 years old he beat a young Patrick Mahomes like I know Mahomes wasn't quite in his prime yet but he still beat Patrick Mahomes at age 40 imagine if Brady was in his prime he was 27 like that's when he played Eli and Eli was in his prime too. He beat he beat Mahomes at age mm. forty. Like he beat a young Patrick Mahomes at age forty. I'm, there's no really argument for me.
1: Plus, I don't know. I feel like experience goes a long way in the Super Bowl.
2: I think it's a closer argument between Andy Reid and Bill Belichick than it is between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Because I I think Andy Reid's. When it's also
1: yeah, Brady, well, Bill, be Bill Belichick's. Uh,
2: Bill Still Belichick's the, another story. Yeah. But, well, We'll um, talk about him a little bit later. Um but you yeah. know, a- a- Andy Reid is now um sorry. Andy Reed is now third all-time in su- most Super Bowl appearances, uh, only behind Don Shula and, you know, Bill Belichick. Belichick's got 9. Uh Shula's got yeah. 6. Andy Reed's got 5. So, uh, and he's tied he's tied with Thomas Landry, but or Tom Landry. Um But yeah, Andy Reed <laughs> He's making history, you know.
1: Um. True, but uh, I mean, now I'm not discrediting Andy Reid. He's a great coach. But if you give the majority of coaches, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, and Travis Kelsey, they're going to be successful. Will they be as successful? Maybe not. But I feel like there's, there's a, a, a lot of coaches in the league that if you give them the roster Andy Reid has ha- has had with his success, I think um, it'll be very similar. You know, yeah. Not discrediting Andy Reid; he's a great coach. He's definitely one of the greatest of all time. But I don't think it's he's he's going to retire as the greatest unless he continues to coach for ten more years and is successful every year. Patrick Mahomes is fourteen and three.
2: In the playoffs, um, he's has a sixty seven point four completion percentage, uh, two hundred eighty two point five pass uh, passing yards per carry, uh, thirty nine to seven pass as touchdown interception ratio, which is crazy. Seven picks and f- five Super Bowls. That's cr- or in five um, playoff appearances. In five or in, sorry, in all his playoff appearances, that's crazy. Thirty nine to seven yeah. touchdown interception ratio. That's crazy. And one hundred six point three passer rating. Um, that's crazy. That, that, those yeah, are, those are crazy stats. Um, but yeah, you know, Mahomes is Mahomes is him. He's fourteen. He has fourteen uh, career playoff wins. Only behind, he's two behind Joe Montana for the second spot. Uh, and Brady's running away with thirty five. But you know, if he can get, isn't he tied with
1: wins, Joe Montana now?
2: No, he's still he's still got fourteen. But if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll be one behind. One behind Joe Montana. Joe Montana's got 16. He's tied with Peyton Manning, John Elway, and Terry Bradshaw at 14.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's crazy, and he's gonna get to 30, I think. Yeah. I like. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but yeah. And, he will, uh, you know. Moving over to you know,
2: Mister Irrelevant, Tom. Uh, not Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brock, Brock Purdy, what a turnaround that was in the <laughs> NFC Championship, man. You know, uh...
1: Hell of a game manager.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell, of, hell a of a manager. game manager. You know, first first half, the first half of that game, he had a 46.7 completion percentage. Second, second half, he almost doubled it to 81.3. 174 passing yards in the second half alone, um... Ridiculous. Yeah, he had a thirty-nine Ridiculous. passer rating in the in the first half, and then uh, second half he had a hundred and thirty-two point eight. Yeah, he I mean he's around, forty-nine rushing. Not running.
1: gonna lie, he's a dog. Mm-hmm. He's a dog. And, I've been. Uh, and I know.
2: I know. I've been hating on him all season, and I. You have
1: nothing, been hating on
2: him. Nothing against Brock Purdy personally. You know, he seems like a very humble um, kind of player. You know he doesn't seem he doesn't seem like the he doesn't seem like a Patrick Mahomes type where he's gonna you know gloat You think face. Patrick Mahomes isn't humble, bro? Did you see what he did to like, the greatest kicker of all time, bro? He's like you're in my space. Okay, okay, okay. He's in
0: your
1: end zone. I don't know what you want him to do.
2: But that's what like, kickers are. Kickers are allowed to do that, and he's not.
1: They shouldn't do it. No other kicker does it.
2: He's been doing it hey, for twelve kicker. years, though.
1: Okay, but that, I I don't think that's like I don't. I mean, Justin Tucker knew what he was doing. He does it to get under people's skin, and it worked. But you know, they had to stand on business, and they did, <laughs> and they got his ass out of there.
2: Yeah, I mean, so, I don't. I just don't like the whole pish posh attitude. Where this is like, you're in my space, so I. Like it's just like, oh my god, just shut the fuck up. Just just tell him to get the fuck out of there. You don't have to throw his shit and be like, You're in my space. They did. They
1: did, they did get they did tell him he moved like fucking a foot apparently. And <laughs> then Travis Kelsey was like, Bet, if you want to move a foot, I'll move your shit. So Um well,
0: I don't
1: know. I agree was- I agree with the Chiefs on that one, but he is the third
2: Mr. Irrelevant in NFL history to appear in the Super Bowl. Um and he's the only the only His quarterback. Second year. And he's the only he's the only quarterback Mr. Irrelevant to appear in the Super Bowl. Uh kicker of the of Tampa Bay, Ryan Sukop, was Mr. Irrelevant. Um he appeared <laughs> He's the, he is the only Step player. up these nuts. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> he is the only player to actually, uh, the only Mr. Relevant to win the Super Bowl. And uh, Marty Moore uh, won in 1996 with New England as a left back. Um, and Brock Purdy's the ninth QB to start a Super Bowl before turning 25. Um, a lot of, you know, Hall of Fame There's quarterbacks a- or future Hall of Fame quarterbacks here. Um, Dan, you know, I? Brady, Mahomes, Hurts, Goff, Big Ben, these are all quarterbacks that uh, made
1: the if Super Bowl. If Brock wins a Super Bowl this year, if Brock wins it, right? Yeah. Immediately. He's immediately a Hall of Famer if he wins. Brock Purdy. I think so. No, I okay. Think. Not no yet. one's done what he's done. Two years. In two years, he's made the conference championship and the Super Bowl. If he wins the Super Bowl, Mr. Irrelevant had to earn his spot on his team. And realistically, the only reason they didn't make the Super Bowl last year was because he got hurt. So.
2: I don't think he makes it. All- Mr.
0: Irrelevant
1: never lost a playoff game when he played the whole thing. Think if about
2: that. thing is, if he plays on this. He- pace it's not like if he retired right now i don't think he makes the hall of fame if you're if he retires right now
1: obviously not no but he'd be
2: on pace too yeah i for sure i can agree with that he'd be on pace he'd have to keep up the production though he
1: does mediocre even if he performs like damn dude uh, what's a good example like geno smith if he performs like Smith for the rest of his career i don't care if he doesn't make another playoff appearance well, obviously, you have to make a playoff appearance. I don't care if he wins another playoff game. I don't care if he is carried by Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Ayuk. I don't care of any of that. If he is like Geno Smith for the rest of his career and plays for ten to twelve years, he's a Hall of Famer. If he wins this year,
2: he's literally uh, Mister the Mister Checkdown QB. Literally, just but is
1: he? Is he though?
2: Mr. Checkdown.
1: Not really. Not, he's not really, though. Yes, he played like that sometimes, he, he, but a lot of quarterbacks do when you look at it. I mean, his, his yards per average is a lot higher than everyone else. He, he threw less passes than Jared Goff and only had six less yards. And he completed like I don't know, like and he and he and he didn't complete more than Jared Goff. He had five less completions and only had six more, six less yards. He I don't does, really don't. say I don't understand that. Uh, I I understand some of it because he does do it sometimes, and I mean he can't really control the fact that he's playing with Debo Samuel and Ayuk. He in their hands, and yes, they can go for 42 yards, or yes, they can go for a 50-yard touchdown. But it's not his fault. He's putting it on target in the in their hands, short field, medium field, and long field, and it's working for them. He's, he's doing uh, what, what he, you want to say. He has to, regardless of what you say. Where he's completing them, it's working, and he's putting it on the money. It's like Every single play is two yards down the field. And then they go, no, he's passing it on target. And he's completing large passes downfield. The reason he's like fifth in the league for passing yards. You don't get that by just throwing it down, check downs 24-7. Well, He threw an amazing pass. Now it it was it probably should have been intercepted, but he oh, you threw mean an that, that fumble pass, p- that, that, pass off of off of off of the Lions' defender's head, and Ayuk caught that. How is he going to control that? He that should put it thought.
2: in Ayuk's vicinity. A good, it was a good throw. I mean, it probably it should have been picked off, but it was a good throw.
1: He put in Ayuk's vicinity, and he's smart because he knows. Oh, if I put it in my two star receivers' vicinities, they're probably going to do something with it. Like, I don't think it's crazy to say that he's not a check down artist, and I think he's proved that this year. Last year, yes. That was his main thing. But yeah. also, also, he was a rookie quarterback coming in off of an offense that was not his. It was designed for Trey Lance, and for didn't so... I mean that playbook was designed for Trey Lance, whether you like it or not. They they had the idea Trey Lance was going to be their guy. It well, wasn't Garoppolo. But so when you have Mister there there Irrelevant, but no one plans a playbook for Garoppolo. Let's be I, honest. I don't, Why I, do you they, think the Raiders replaced them so easily? That's true. Garoppolo, he's done. They, he's done. They they you don't pick a quarterback third and expect to start the guy you pick last. It doesn't happen. So. I'm not going to blame Purdy last year for checking the ball down a lot because, one, that's actually very smart to do for a rookie quarterback. If you look at the talent they have, if I was a quarterback, right, and I look, okay, I have the best running back, I have a top 10 wide receiver, and I have another top probably 12 wide receiver, and I'm three tight end, do I risk it throwing the ball downfield when there's a defender, or do I just check it down to people that have the fastest forty in the league, or or like you know, it's so sad that he did that. You can call him what he want, but he proved proved everyone wrong.
2: Hey, I'm not I'm not saying he's a bad checkdown artist. I'm just saying he's a checkdown artist, which other quarterbacks do that.
1: Regards per attempt, than half of the like ninety percent of the league. So, I mean, I don't know.
2: Anyways, let's now, we're, gonna, we're, we're gonna move backwards into the uh the we'll start yeah. we'll start in the divisional round. We'll start um that Kansas City Chief Buffalo Bill matchup um wide right as as everyone's saying. Um <laughs> man
0: you know, I
1: I've seen uh, poor Tyler Bass. I've seen yeah, people say dude, cut off his leg. Yeah. I've seen people say hey sell the team. I, I saw someone say trade digs or release digs. Bid Allen, cut off Tyler Bass's leg, and sell the team. <laughs> that is how disappointed they were with him. And I don't blame them. It was a rough game, but I knew the Chiefs were gonna win it. It the playoffs are just such a different thing. And the, the Chiefs have proven time and time again that they win when it gets rough. The Bills have not. And that's why I picked the Chiefs to win. And they got it done.
2: And you know the uh Tyler Bass receiving death threats and shit for, you know, we don't condone that. That's fucked. You know, that's fucked up. It's not right. You know, no matter how bad someone plays, they they don't deserve that um, ever. Um, the Bills uh, the Bills lose to the Chiefs by a field goal, obviously twenty seven to twenty four. Um, the Chiefs take that one. Um, yeah.
1: Also, really, I know I've made jokes game. about Demar Hamlin. I know. I know I've made jokes about DeMar Hamlin, but clearing my name, you should not make jokes about DeMar Hamlin when he, yes, he failed to get the, the fourth down fake conversion. Punt.
2: The fake. Do punks.
1: not say he stays dead. Please. <laughs> Please do not go out saying, well, if DeMar Hamlin just stayed dead, we probably would have got that fourth down. Do not say that. I have made jokes. It is jokes. You guys are serious about this. Please do not be. <laughs> this is not something you should actually be serious about. If it's a joke, I get it. But please do not joke about that because it actually affects people. So, is, yes, a, I just want to clear that up.
2: It was a shitty play to begin with, though. It like, was a
1: shitty play, and I can acknowledge like, I, I was even like, why why are they running this? I don't know. But they thought they had something. Um, They had, but, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they had they, nothing. They had nothing. Yeah. What they d- they didn't. I mean, that that the I'm just against running trick plays against the offense that is one of the best in the league. And yeah, we'll we'll get to. Oh my god. Okay, we're going. We have to go back to this Lions game because we will. I'm, we will.
2: We will. You're yeah, talking about the the Lions. I have the, a the cheat the Lions Niners game. <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, I have a lot to talk we'll about the Niners. We'll,
2: we'll move up to it, um, but let's talk about this Texans Ravens mm-hmm. game. Um, the Texans lose to the Ravens thirty four to ten. wasn't really a close game to begin with, but in the Texans' point of view, you know, uh, a cap off to a successful season. You know the yeah, I mean, no one expected them to get this far. No one expected them to get to a playoff win. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, CJ Stroud did what he could with you know the Ravens' defense mm-hmm. just destroyed you
1: know yeah I'm, I'm, i mean i'm not gonna lie like you can't you can't be mad at cj Stroud. like he, he in his first year you go from having three wins to winning a playoff game so against someone that actually won a super bowl so y- you gotta be happy with what you got um you Wait, have a what? a shit ton of cash space you have a shit ton of cash space
2: who are you referring to in that yeah flacco, flacco oh, won a super oh you bowl. mean the, oh you mean the first round yeah
1: yeah, like you, you go from a team with three wins to a team that beat a team with a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Um. So you're happy with it? You're you going into this offseason? I've said this time and time again. It's a it's an income tax free state. It is a large market. You have a young team and you have a shit ton of cap space. If you don't go out and sign a fucking amazing guy, because a lot, I'm I'm assuming a lot of guys are gonna want to go to the Texans. It, yes. Especially but, guys like T. Higgins, Saquon Barkley, but especially when, Henry,
2: they, you know, the running back market is so heavy. This so this good this year, Asian. so yeah. good this year, you know, Eckler, even the, t-
1: even the fucking wide receiver market. Yeah. Um. If you don't go out and you sign one, the off season, you lose it. And we're going to come back and we're going to go, and we're going to go by who won the off season, who lost the off season. And if, if I don't see, if I don't see you sign a big name, whether that's T. Higgins, Mike Evans, uh, Eckler, uh, Eckler, not even Eckler, like uh, Derrick Henry, Josh hey, Jacobs. Jacobs, Saquon, I'm gonna say you lose it. I don't care if you get, I don't care if you get Marvin Harrison Jr. in the draft. I'm gonna say you lose it because of how much cap space you have.
2: Yep, that's fair. mark my words. Um, you know the Ravens. Um, the Ravens balled out this game. They really did, you know. Um which we'll talk about their yeah. loss to Kansas City, which wasn't so much of a um that was rough. Yeah, that was sad that one. But uh let's move on to the other side to the NFC championship. Or the NFC divisional round, sorry. Uh where the Lions face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose
1: twenty three to thirty
2: one. Um
1: Yeah. Well, I saw this coming. I mean when you ha when you have to face a healthy Niners team, yeah. I said this was going to happen. Unfortunate. I really wanted Baker to go crazy, but I mean, this is a su- successful year. The problem is, you have so many people that are free agents. I'm pretty sure Antoine Winfield's a free agent. Mike Evans is a free agent. Baker's a free agent. I mean, you yeah. gotta. They got You gotta decent. load up. You gotta load they up because, yeah, you got a lot of people out the market right now. So
2: now this is the game i want to talk about we got uh the green bay packers <laughs> lose to the san francisco 49ers 24 to 21 um i watched this game um our kicker you know i what what are we doing um, like even our coach said when he kicks i have to just hold my breath and oh, pray. Well, okay like well that was taken <laughs> like, out of context
1: <laughs> That was taken out of context. He said that any when it's not in his hands, when he's not calling a play, he just goes and prays. That was <laughs> taken very out of context and used at this exact moment. He said it before they even had this kicker, I'm pretty sure. So that um, was taken very much out of context. But LeFleur meant that anytime time that the possibility of them doing something is out of his control, he just... Let's go and praise because that's all he can do. Well, that was taken very much out of context, but it does fit the context. Well, you know,
2: when that when you have the chance to extend your lead um, to beyond one score, and you know, there's not much time left on the clock. You know, only got two minutes on the clock. You got you have to make that those kind of plays, and um, you know, Carlson. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. He's a rookie kicker, correct? Yes, Yes, Carlson's a
1: rookie kicker. So, okay. So, one, a lot of people are blaming the rookie kicker for missing, right? But not a lot of people are blaming basically a rookie quarterback for throwing an interception on first down. Um, I get you guys were down. You had to throw the ball. But I think a lot more people should look at the fact that they had another chance. Yes, he missed a kick. He's a rookie kicker. But your cu- quarterback, who played behind Aaron Rodgers, who played great all year, threw a first down interception.
2: I was go- the I was kicker gonna get struggled bad. all year. We had so- we had we as much as we had to move the ball up the field. It I felt like they were rushing it and they were trying to get a touchdown rather than slowly moving into field goal range, which. We're trying the, to get
0: it all back at once.
2: Yeah, which is not the way to go. You know, he tried to sling this like freaking what forty yard pass? No, more than that. Fucking it sixty was, yard pass? Not even. No, it
1: wasn't even forty.
2: It wasn't it even was forty like, yards. He tried to launch this fucking pass to someone who wasn't even like wasn't even open. Open. No, and. Just to move the ball I out mean, the field. You know, that on especially on a first down, that's not the way to go. You've got four downs, you've got time on the clock. I mean, he had less than a minute, but that's time on the clock to move up into goal yeah. range and you know, as much as, you know, the kicker just missed a field goal, put the ball put the ball in his hands again and see. I, I doubt he's gonna miss another one back to back. Unless this guy's Brett Maher, but I doubt it.
1: Like, <laughs> I mean yeah, I just don't know. I just see too much hate. On the kicker and not enough on the quarterback. I don't think either should get hate. They're both inexperienced guys. I think if you're a Packers fan, you're happy with what happened yes. this year. I mean, you take a rookie quarterback and you and you go far, far farther in the playoffs than you were even expected to make the playoffs. So I was,
2: yeah, I wasn't even expecting I,
1: to You're make happy the overall if you're a Packers fan. I've been saying this for You get blown out by the 49ers. You kept it close against the 49ers. You're even more happier. Um,. Yeah, I just think too much hate has been on the kicker when you had another chance with the quarterback and one, not only does he throw a pick, you had not less than a minute left and you choose to throw it in the middle of the field. You throw it on the outside, it's either incomplete because it's knocked out of bounds. It's very it's a lot less likely to get picked if you're throwing to the outside. It's it's either complete you get out of bounds, it's incomplete, or it's a pick, which is what was happening anyway, right? Which is a lot less likely when you throw it on the outside. I just think as a quarterback decision, you, you need to try and throw it to the outside. I don't know if it was the play call, but I don't know. I think not enough blame is on Jordan Love because he's been great all year, and too much hate is on Carlson, a rookie kicker. Who hasn't been great all year? But I don't know. That's just that's just me.
2: Moving back over to the AFC Championship, uh, we'll look at this um, Ravens Chiefs game. I watched this on the beach. <laughs> um, <when> I- <laughs> okay, hey, Mister
1: Vacation.
2: Hey, well, I was I was able to get connect. We had Wi-Fi on the beach, and I was able to you know uh, hook up to a VPN and watch it um, on my on my phone. I watched a little bit of the game. Um, a lot. Of what I was able to notice was um, they couldn't seem to get the Ravens couldn't seem to get comfortable, and I think that was um, a big reason why they lost this game, uh, seventeen to ten. Um, yeah, they just Lamar couldn't seem to find comfortability, especially in the scramble. And um, I mean, it felt like he was leaving the pocket way too much.
1: But okay, but that. I think is because they they weren't getting open. And I I think Lamar did everything he could. I mean, he he damn led the team other than Zay Flowers in receiving yards. So, when you lead your team in rushing yards, receiving yards and are the QB, there's nothing more you can do.
2: I he mean, caught, he caught he caught his own pass.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, that's how badly he wanted to win this shit. Yeah. And that would have went down as the greatest player of all time if they won. But I mean, I mean, okay, Lamar. He had a rough game. They fumbled uh, in the end zone. He threw a pick, a perfect pass to the other team. Um, yeah. I mean, he just just couldn't get going. I mean, it was rough. Same thing. Like a lot of the teams that made mistakes, a lot of the players that made mistakes were young. Jordan Love. First year starting, made a mistake. Carlson, rookie, made a mistake. Jameer Gibbs, fumbled, rookie, made a mistake. Zay Flowers. Flowers, Yeah. A penalty and a fumble, made a mistake. He's a rookie. So, this is, I mean, it just goes to show, if you're going to be a deep playoff team, you need guys that are veterans that you can trust on. Because you look at all the teams that won, they relied heavily on their vets. And it worked. Like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, the Chiefs
2: are a perfect example. You know, they, they've got some rookies, but... Literally. Of their- like,
1: Rashi Rice, he had a great game. But when it came down to when they needed a catch, when they needed it, they gave it to Travis Kelsey, and he had probably one of his best games of the year. When they needed a catch, they went to Marcus Valdez-Ganling. Yes, he's been dropping the ball all year, but... He caught it when it matters. He's been in this position before with the Packers. They they knew who to throw with the guys that were vets and have experience here. They got open. They made the plays. Very when you look at the people that made mistakes, there was there was there was two holding calls on the Chiefs back to back. One got got Rashi Rice out of the end zone because he got a touchdown, and it was on a young O lineman. Um, so. Yes, you can point at Zay Flowers fumbling. You can point at you can point at the taunting call which is in my opinion stupid. But I just I don't know. I just think like you got to have a guy. Like in my opinion, Ravens were just outmatched defensively and they they just couldn't get it. So when you have a guy that made one or two mistakes, it's going to hurt you. But, yeah, yeah I mean, Mark, that's that's really it. You just Mark you need Andrews guys ret- to rely on.
2: Mark Andrews returned to this game and was like a ghost. I didn't notice him out there. Yeah,
1: I mean, he was getting blanketed. I yeah. mean, he had a couple catches, but I think it, it was more of the fact that it was first week back. He, he hadn't played or really practiced much, so... First game back after tearing your ACL or whatever was it ACL or Achilles something like that.
2: It was a, um, it was a something in his leg. I think it was a quad or a hamstring. The hamstring. Yeah, thing. but
1: um, it was it was bad. Uh, overall, it was just messy. It was a messy game, and for the Ravens and the Chiefs were. Yes, it was a defensive game, and they have one of the best defenses. They had Carl Loftus get a sack. They had Justin Reed get a sack. They had like Wharton get a sack. Uh, you had a bunch of guys just put pressure and get to where they needed to be. So mm-hmm. it worked out.
2: And moving on to the other side, a lot of uh, a lot of hate came out of this game. Oh my god!
1: Lions- okay, I have, game. I have so much to say about this game.
2: Dan Campbell, literal balls of steel.
1: Literally, like, literally. Like, what? You went
2: for what three times on fourth down?
1: Like. Four, so well, I'm pretty sure. And this guy okay. has balls of
2: fucking steel, man. Like, but do you know what? Oh, in man. his defense, do you know, what? in as much as it's a stupid decision, you absolutely, when you are a, in a field goal away, and you, um, you know, can tie the game, absolutely, you should go for that field goal. But. You know, believing in your guys, you know, believing and having enough trust in your team to say, you know what, I think that we could get this shows that he has faith in his squad. You know, a lot, not a lot of coaches, you know, believe in their squad enough to say, hey, you know what, fuck it, let's do it. But, um, you know, he had enough balls to say that, but it did, it did cost the team, um, you know, (sighs) a chance to, to the Super Bowl, right?
1: Every Lions fan I know, we're saying they liked it. They, they wanted, they wanted to live by it and they wanted to die by it. And they did, but I just think you are one. Okay. I, I don't hate it, but you are up. I think it was 24 to seven or no, it was 20 to seven or 23 to seven. And you were up right in the first half. And instead of going for the field goal, You, you, at chip shot field goal, you go for it on fourth and three, right? Okay. Whatever. You wanted to bury them. You've been doing it all year. I don't hate that call. I hate that call. I hate that call when in the second half, you are down by a field goal and on fourth and three, you decide to go for it again. Yeah, that's ballsy. That is when I hate that call. That is when, especially when you lose by three points and you Decide to go for it twice. You go for it. You win that game. Okay. You, you make that field goal. You win that game. Like, I don't know. I just think, you're yes, you're up. I get trying to put them away. But when you're down three. And you are fourth in three. Or whatever. And you choose to go for it. With a young team. And, and instead of... Kicking that field goal to tie the game, you just say no. We're gonna go for it. We're gonna die by this. And yes. even Dan Campbell was saying we don't know if we'll be back. It's a very, it's very hard to get back. But I just, I, I don't understand that call.
0: Yeah, I, and I agree. And
1: look at the, look at the people you have that might leave. C.J. Gardner Johnson,
0: a Best free defensive
2: player besides. <clears throat> Aiden Hutchinson, like, and speaking of which matchup, what a matchup, that was, Kittle, Kittle, and Hutchinson, that was a that was a sick matchup to see.
1: But uh, he's, he's got balls. Like steal
2: this guy, believe in
1: his. I blood. just, I don't know. And another thing, I don't get. Okay, you're down, and first and goal, you're on the nine yard line, right, or whatever. And you go for it, right? You go for it. Instead of kicking the field goal, you need multiple scores, right? Instead of kicking field goal, you pass to Anthony Ferkser, a guy that was once a fullback, transitioned to a tight end, hasn't gotten a catch all year, hasn't caught a ball all year, right? And, in, and instead of passing to David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, Josh Reynolds, Jamison Williams, Amanda St. Brown, or Sam Laporta, you go to a former fullback that hasn't caught a pass all year to try and get a touchdown. So he catches it, right? He goes eight yards. He needs nine. He goes eight yards. Instead of going out of bounds, he dives for the end zone. Mm-hmm. That is something that someone who, who has been in this position before who's caught a ball would know to do, go out of bounds. There's not a lot of time left. You need two scores. In my opinion, should have taken the field goal. But, okay, you want to die by it, die by it. But, you can't pass the Ferkser on that. I don't care if he's open, but Ferkser, you got to go out of bounds next time. Now, you probably won't get it next time because you didn't catch the ball all year, and there was probably a reason for that.
2: Everybody's going to get caught.
1: But, But, I just don't get that. All I don't get why Ferkser was in that position and not Laporta or... I don't Zach Ertz. Yeah, Zach no Zach Ertz. Game. Did Zach Ertz sign with them? He did, right? He didn't sign
2: with them, yeah.
1: So, so which didn't play really, but <laughs> so instead of going with one of your two tight ends that have been here and are good, or your star receiver, or your receiver that caught a touchdown, Jamison Williams, or Josh Reynolds, or one of your two thousand yard rushers. You, you stay in bounds with Ferxer and missed a chance. I don't know. That's just, I mean, I'm nitpicking, but you have to nitpick when you lose by three points and you didn't go for it twice, possibly three times. If you include that. Yep. So. And then, uh,
2: yeah. So tough, tough loss for the, for the lions, but I want to, I want to talk about, this is something that's really been bothering me the past two weeks. Um, Taylor Swift has really been pissing me off, and it's what the fuck. And it's not Taylor Swift that's been pissing me off; it's the fucking media. Every time the Chiefs score, don't give it attention. Don't give it
1: attention. Don't give it attention. Don't give it attention. Don't give it attention. Don't give it attention.
2: Literally, give it attention. Taylor Swift could be on the shitter, and they're gonna take it. They're gonna fucking pan the camera to like it's fucking it's bullshit. It's not good for the NFL. Whatever. That's my little rant.
1: I have no comment on that. Taylor and Travis are in love, and I hope they win the Super Bowl.
2: (laughs) So, uh, who's your pick for the Super Bowl? You're picking the Chiefs?
1: I'm picking the Chiefs because, to your point, if the Chiefs lose, I have to see on my feed Taylor Swift crying after the the loss instead of her celebrating. And I don't want to see Taylor Swift crying.
0: So... Yeah. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah. So, um
2: let's uh let's jump into all the award finalists. Um these all came out uh, last week, so uh, we weren't able to talk about them. Um all the um Yeah. All the award finalists. Where do you Let's let's start with um Let's start with uh assist You want to talk about assistant coach of the year? We can talk about assistant coach. The- yeah. So we got uh, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Uh, Mike McDonald, the defensive coordinator, well, was the defensive coordinator for the Rams, is now the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, but we'll talk about that after. Uh, yes, we will. Todd, Todd Monkin, the offensive coordinator for the, for the Baltimore Ravens. Jim Schwartz, the defensive coordinator for the um, Cleveland Browns. And Bobby Slowick, the offensive Bobby coordinator Slowick. for the Texans. So, um who, okay. who you, I think this is this should go to Ben Johnson and I
1: I agree. I think I think Ben Johnson I think I think he deserves it. I mean, it's it in my opinion it's between Ben Johnson and Todd Monken. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. Um as much as I would love Mike McDonald to get it, they won't give it to him especially now that he left the team. But I think I think Ben Johnson deserves it.
2: he and he was uh you know there's big talk about him leaving um possibly going to head coach a team uh but it came out yesterday that he is staying as the offensive coordinator for the uh Detroit Lions next year which is which is
1: great you know um it's great for them it's really great for them because I'm not gonna lie Ben Johnson is like realistically does more for that team than Dan Campbell Dan Campbell's more of that motivational speaker, the guy that, you know, gets those guys hyped for the game, but when it comes to, you know, calling shit, Ben Johnson is the guy. Without Ben Johnson, the Lions aren't the Lions. The Lions might return to the same old Lions if Ben Johnson's not there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And then um yeah, I think it should go to Ben Johnson pretty easily. Yeah. Um so yeah. now, coach
0: of the year.
1: Yeah, coach
2: of the year finalists. We've got Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Lions; uh, Harbaugh for the for the Ravens; uh, D'Amico Ryan's, coach of the Texans; Kyle and the coach of the Niners; and Kevin Stefanski,
0: Kevin Stefanski.
2: I think it's pretty close between uh, Dan Campbell, D'Amico <laughs> Ryan's, and Kevin Stefanski here. Um, my pick personally um, okay. is D'Amico Ryan's. It's it. I think it should go to D'Amico yeah, Ryans, I'm, personally.
1: I've, I've um, said this. Uh, I've said this all year, and uh, I I said this like. Early on, and uh, the, the, the podcast listeners can vouch for me, uh, I picked D'Amico Ryan's early on. Um, yeah. You can't go from being a three-win team to having a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach and winning, and you got to win coach of the year. And winning a playoff game? I, I mean, you got you to give it to D'Amico. Um, now... Dan Campbell, there's a, a very strong argument for Dan Campbell.
2: Yeah, um, I think he's very, very I think
1: I think it's I don't think Kevin Stefanski is even in this conversation. I don't know why you think it's close. I think it's close just realistically, because of the
2: turnaround he's made with the Browns. The past, you know, two, three <sighs> years have been rough for the Browns. Same I guess you can make that argument for the Texans and the Lions. Um but they The Lions.
1: I feel like if you're going based off the past few years, the Lions this decade were just a few years back. Um, But, that being said, I mean, Dan Campbell, there's a very strong argument for Dan Campbell. He went, the first year coaching, he went like three wins, right? Second year coaching, nine wins and a winning record. And then, obviously this year, 13 wins and a a deep playoff run. But I think, personally, personally, just because of the turnaround that D'Amico made this team have, and just you look at that team, they love D'Amico. They love D'Amico. He's he's. They th- people are saying D'Amico is their favorite coach of all time over Jim Harbaugh, and like it's crazy. So I, I I I give it to D'Amico, but I've been giving it to D'Amico for a very long time. I think John Harbaugh or Dan Campbell would be deserving as well, but I just think D'Amico deserves it the most. Mm-hmm.
2: I I I agree with that one. Um, we're, let's move on to your comeback favorite, player of the year. Your favorite one to talk about: comeback player of the year. Um, ah. Joe Flacco, uh, quarterback for the Browns; Damar Hamlin, safely for the Bills. Uh, and then three quarterbacks: Tua Baker and Matthew Stafford, all here. Um, and my argument with this is: yeah. if we're talking about whole year as a whole, which how which player came back and played the best all year? It's Baker Mayfield, but. If we're talking about significance and a team turnaround, it's Joe Flacco. And I think those are the two that should be only really be in the conversation. And we both know that DeMar Hamlin's. Wow. Be, everyone knows that DeMar Hamlin's okay. in this conversation for God knows what reason. Because the guy. Well, okay. wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. DeMar Hamlin will win this award,
2: right? Yes. It's pretty. Yeah, we all know that he, he
1: will win it. He will win it. I personally think. I I I agree with him winning it, but I think the person that came back and helped out their team the most was definitely Baker Mayfield, right? Um, he came back. He was basically like nothing last year. Um, he had one good game, earned a contract with the B- the Buccaneers, and yes, they have a good you know. But he played his ass off near the end, and he actually performed really well, but. That being said, DeMar Hamlin does deserve this award just because he literally died on the field, right? And he came back and played. He played. Yes. He didn't, he didn't play amazingly. But it's not, it's not the award's not come back and do the best. It's comeback player of the year, right? It's coming back from something that is so crazy and being able to return to what you were or being able to d- do better or whatever, right? Like, realistically, this is comeback player of the year, not most improved. If it's most improved, it's a Baker. Mm-hmm. Like, Damar or Joe Flacco. Because well, I, me personally, I don't get why Matt Stafford and Tua are here because they, like, I get, okay, I get why Tua is here.
2: They played pretty good last year. They weren't great, but they played like meh last year. Or
1: like no, they just—they were injured, right? They were yeah. injured, but they are like when you have a guy like Joe Flacco, literally considering retirement because no team wanted him, and then he gets picked up by a team that's
0: really meh, help. yeah, and, and he
1: help. his ass off into a contract, be a starting position next year. That I think deserves it in its own. Fact that Demar Hamlin died, came back, played a snap, helped his team on certain plays, was a good special teams guy. No. I think no. he he. I he think didn't help he, his team that he much. He deserves it. He didn't help his team all that much. He was on I special play, teams though. all year. He was on he was on special teams all year and was not bad. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
2: I think Hamlin's going to win. But I really think. Flint, uh, like, if we're talking about a whole year, Baker deserves it more. But I guess, you know, I guess it's it's fair. Fair arguments that it is comeback player of the year and not most improved. Uh, let's jump into the Rookie of the Year. We'll start Defensive Rookie of the Year honors. Um, Devin Winderspoon, don't be a biased. Devin Winderspoon, uh, cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks. Kobe Turner, defensive tackle for the Rams. Joey Porter Jr., cornerback for the... Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle for the Eagles, and Will Anderson Jr., defensive end for the Texans. Um, what are your thoughts on here? I think I think it's between for me, it's between Jalen Carter and Devin Witherspoon.
1: I think Devin Witherspoon's the best player here, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be great, right? I think he's clearly the best player here, but he did get injured and he did play the entire year. Um. You if you're not gonna if you don't care about that, Devin Witherspoon should win it. But I think Will Anderson should win this award.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I love Jordan Porter Jr. I think he's gonna be great too.
0: Um
1: yeah, I think Anderson deserves it. He was amazing. He's yeah. It's Will Anderson if you're taking into account that he played like the whole year. If if you're not I think Devin Witherspoon should play. That's not bias. I I think. He I should agree. Yeah. If you're not, um, I just think Devin Witherspoon is clearly the best player here. Yeah, I think Devin
2: Witherspoon should win this award as well. Um, that's my pick for it. So now let's jump into uh, offensive rookie of the year. We've got Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta, both from the Lions, the running back and the tight end. Uh, Puka Nakua, the wide receiver for the Rams, obviously set rookie records this season. Uh, B. John Robinson running back for the Falcons. And, of course, C.J. Stride quarterback for the Texans. Now, it's really between two guys here. Um, we both know this. It's between C.J. And, and Puka. Uh, Sam Laporta, obviously, um, you know, puts oh, up a fight. He's not, guess, you can't. But he's not really close. Um, and in my opinion, if we're like – I wish playoffs were, you know, included in these types of awards because if it was, it would easily go to C.J. Stroud. Easily. But, you know... They are. They are included? Okay. Then it should go to C.J. Stroud. Easily. I I just... Other leagues, (laughs) like, the NHL doesn't really include, um, you know, uh, playoffs into their awards. They do. Okay, then it's C.J. Stroud. I don't think it's that close. L oh,
1: even without playoffs, mm-hmm. I still without, think it's CJ Stroud. With you
2: still think it's CJ Stroud,
1: and because and the only reason I say this is because CJ Stroud had Nico Collins, who last year did fuck all. He had a young Tank Dell, who's undersized and wasn't considered to be the next guy. He had Devin Singletary, who was shunned from the. The Bills. (laughs) From the Bills. So and he and he had an amazing year. And he turned this team around with not like amazing weapons. The only weapon like that I feel like was consensus where it was like, oh yeah, that's like a a good offensive weapon was Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Schultz. Yeah. And he didn't even play the whole year.
2: Yeah, he didn't even play that good. Um,
1: So with the with the fact that like the weapon didn't play for him. That we, we went in. He made his team have weapons. He made his team be good. And I think that's literally what the Rookie of the Year award should be. Yes, if you want to go stats, Puka gets it because he broke records. But a lot of other... If you put Jackson Smith on the Rams, he probably does the same as Puka. You look at a lot of these guys that are breaking records, it's because of Matt Stafford. Calvin Johnson, Cooper Cup, and now Puka. I think that's more a testament to Matt Stafford more than anything else. But I do think it's CJ CJ Stroud should be the offensive rookie of the year. Like by far. Yeah. I think Nakua
2: stats, if Nakua's stats are inflated because of his past first quarterback.
1: Of course. And I mean, you can you can take you can take a look at it, right? And you can be like, Okay, well, um I think if you replace CJ Stroud with Bryce Young, that team's in the dumpster. Yep. If you replace Puka Nakua with Jackson Smith, they're exactly where they are right now, if not better. And that's why that's what helps me say CJ Stroud is should be the rookie of the year because one of these I feel like it's replaceable and CJ shout isn't right. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's just my, my thinking though.
2: Yeah, I can agree with that. And next we're going to talk about um, defensive player of the year. Um, We've got Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, both left backs for the Cowboys and the Steelers, Miles Garrett, defensive end for the Browns, Max Crosby, defensive end for the Raiders and Deron Bland, quarterback for the Cowboys. Now, it's TJ Watt. I think it's TJ Watt. I think it should be TJ Watt. Is it going to be TJ Watt? Probably not. But I in my opinion, TJ had the he had the best statistical year out of all these guys and, you know, he carried his team. That team is better because of TJ Watt. What do you think?
1: I think. <laughs> I mean, I, I, when we were talking about the the Pro Bowl, I talked about this. I went on a a long rant about how TJ Watt is so so disrespected and so underrated and s- not given the props he deserves because he does it so regularly and because of who his brother is. If this guy, like, look at it, like, like, yes, Miles Garrett is amazing. Miles Garrett is. Probably the the next best guy, and he's been great for forever, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't play as good as Max Crosby, in my opinion. He didn't play as good as Deron Bland, and I think Deron Bland is immediately like immediately um just kind of ousted from this conversation, which is kind of weird to me because he had a record-setting amount of picks this year i'm pretty sure um well not record setting but he had like nine he had a record set uh amount of pick sixes um realistically i think the order should be tj watt winning it because tj watt i went on this rant if you want go look back at the pro bowl uh roster like when we looked at that yeah i vouched for tj way back then um but then I think it's Deron Bland because he had nine picks. He helped his team win a lot of games. And then I think it's Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, then Micah. That's what yep. I think. The that's what I think it should be.
2: Yeah, I can agree with that. I just think TJ Watt's so
1: disrespectful. He's so dominant.
2: Yeah, and he's so snubbed. All yeah, the Watt,
1: all the way. Just because uh, of how consistently he does it.
2: Yeah. Now let's jump to offensive, offensive player, player of the, of the year. year. Um, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver. Dolphins, uh, Lamar Jackson, quarterback for the Ravens. CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, quarterback for the Cowboys. And Christian McCaffrey, running back for the 49ers. Um, I think this is... If the fact that the the, MVP is probably going to go to a quarterback, this should go to either Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey. CeeDee Lamb should obviously be in the conversation. CeeDee Lamb had an amazing year. But solely based off performance, I think it's Christian McCaffrey. What do you think? Do you think this is a CD Lamb award? I can I can agree with the C D lamb or Tyree Hill given like if it's given to either one of them, but I think it's McCaffrey. Mm. I don't the fact I mean, that
1: the MVP McCaffrey is such a... McCaffrey will win it, right? I mean I personally think C D Lamb should win it. Mm -hmm, And that is, and I mean, there's no, no shade to Tyreek Hill, but I just think, I mean, he stayed healthy. Tyreek Hill, CD lamb, CD, yeah, he stayed healthy. And like he, he led the league in like receptions. I'm pretty sure he set a record. Like he's up there with, this is like that Michael Thomas season Mm -hmm. where he just went freaking crazy. Now, If Tyreek Hill stayed healthy, I'd give it to him immediately because he arguably had a better season statistically, right? He had more touchdowns and he had more yards. But, I mean, CeeDee Lamb is a bona fide one. And he did this even with some rough quarterback play from Dak early, very early on. I just think, I just think he, I mean, it's, I want to give it to CeeDee. Christian McCaffrey deserves it, but the only reason I don't want to give it to Christian McCaffrey is because he's on the Niners. Christian McCaffrey is on the Niners. Yeah. And, and the, with that passing game, it opens the running game up a lot. If you put Saquon Barkley on that 49ers team, he probably gets very similar numbers to Christian McCaffrey. Same with Kamara. So that's, that's the only reason. Obviously, I'm not going to discredit him because I don't discredit anyone else for being on good teams um but yeah i just think I would, for that reason i give it to cd lamb but it should go to christian mccaffrey statistically
2: i'm i'm, I'm going with mccaffrey as my pick but you know shout out to cd and tyree kill as well for amazing seasons um now we've Either got shout the, out
1: to the quarterbacks
2: yeah and now we've got the mvp finalists um some <laughs> of these guys shouldn't even be here i'm sorry but um,
1: we know how you feel. Okay. He like, deserves to be here though.
2: Dak deserves to be here. I'll put that out there. Josh yeah, Allen gonna come. and Brock Purdy do not deserve to be on this
1: list. Brock <laughs> Purdy that. deserves to be here. But, but McCaffrey I can't will... win
2: out principal player of the year cause he's on the Niners, but Brock Purdy should be in the MVP conversation because he's what? Not on the Niners. I, yeah. He
1: should be in the conversation.
2: I would put a guy like I didn't say you Tyreek Hill over here, but that's just my opinion. Um, but my three guys are Lamar Jackson, Chris McCaffrey, and Dak Prescott. And um, your winner? I think it's a— we know who your winner is. My winner's it's Lamar. My winner's Lamar, and that's because it's a quarterback-based award. <laughs> like, yeah, but. We, we are, had this argument a, few, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we've had this arg- argument multiple times. We're not gonna have Lamar. this
1: argument again. My 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 MVP is Dak. Your MVP is Lamar. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're not gonna have this argument again because no, I lost no. my voice from it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but
0: with yeah. That
2: being, with that being said, um, that's gonna wrap up all the award picks. And now let's talk about every coach filling. Um, we'll start. You know, we'll start with the <laughs> the the oldest. Um. Or sorry, the 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 coaching <laughs> hired <that laughs> first. Sorry, the coaching uh, hired. Okay. First. I was gonna
1: say, why are we um, being ages here?
2: So the the fierce the first hire was uh, the New England Patriots hiring coach Jared Mayo. Um. Gerard Mayo. Gerard Jared. His name's Jared.
1: Jared. No, it's it's. Uh, it's Gerard talking. Mayo. How do you feel about this? No whitewashed. <laughs> um. I, I think it's... Not good. Not yeah. good. Not good. No. Okay, because one, the team wasn't bad because of Bill Belichick. The team was bad because that fucking... Ro- Actually, it was bad because of Bill Belichick. Because Bill Belichick doesn't know how to fucking construct a roster anymore. Um, But it, that roster was just bad. And Gerard Mayo has zero coaching experience. And I don't think... People are, I don't know. I just, I, I can't say whether it's going to be good or bad. I, it's with, probably going to be bad because of that roster. But I don't like it because, one, you you, you had a choice between keeping Bill Belichick, uh, getting Mike Vrabel, getting Harbaugh, and you choose to get Gerard Mayo. That's why I, I don't like it. There were so many good coaches yeah. on the market this year. With the, and you with chose the amount to go through mayo.
2: Yeah, with the amount of guys that were on the market, you know, guys like Vrabel, guys like um you know, uh the offensive court Ben Johnson was still in the talks of, you know, possibly becoming a head coach. Um there's a lot of coaches on the market. Jim Harbaugh wasn't claimed yet. There was all these guys that were on the market and they went with this guy. I don't think it's the right play. Um yeah you know, obviously I guess he's well known in the organization, former player. Um, you know, he's coached there a few years. He's known there, but I think it's it's not a good it's not a good hire for me. I don't think it's a good hire. Just I not. agree. Um they could have they could have gone better. They've could have done better. Mm-hmm. Um but the next one is the Raiders. Uh they stay with their interim head coach of Antonio Pierce. Now this one I do love, love. it i love it love it
1: i i said this a couple of weeks ago again you won the announcement just announce it already just yeah. confirm it yeah um that's my mind doesn't change on that the guys love them the the fans love them um they won games so keep them that's literally it
2: yeah this um you know he he was able to win get that team to win games when you know there was problems in the locker room um there was problems, you know, a lot of morale problems of with the Raiders organization. You know, they've got a rookie quarterback. They didn't know what to make of this season, and I think Antonio Pierce gave them um, gave them a floor to stand on, and I think that's big when it comes to a team like the Raiders that are you know are going into rebuild. You know, they could possibly lose some players in free agency. They have to go out and find a quarterback. They've got moves to make, and I think you know, with a coach that was able to put them, um, give them the good mindset to move forward and win games when no one thought they could. I think that's big, and I think it's a it's a step in the right direction in their rebuild. So um, I like that pick for the Raiders. Um, But um, and I I guess hindsight being twenty twenty, you know, we don't know what he's going to do with his own offense and um, with this this upcoming roster, but. If he, you know, he could possibly just get clipped at the end of the season, but
1: <laughs> yeah, realistically, at the end of the season, there's still gonna be Bill Belichick and Mike Vrabel there if you want to fire a coach. So yeah, you, yeah, like, <laughs> there's, yeah so, there's
2: still coaches available.
1: So yeah, there. and even Pete Carroll, because uh, we'll talk about the Seahawks, but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I like it a lot to change in the Raiders, but he had that Raiders mentality and he like him so you got to keep him all right now let's move on
2: to the uh the next head coaching hire which was the Tennessee Titans hire uh offensive uh, the Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their new head coach um he's worked with you know multiple quarterbacks uh Peyton Manning he developed Joe Burrow uh he's worked with you know Matt Stafford Derek Carr um he's worked with uh you know Good quarterbacks, but maybe he can help in the development of Will Levis if they choose to go that route. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the tit- like well, the Titans got nothing.
0: Oh they've my got, god! I they
2: hope they don't. They've got. Nothing. I hope they don't go that route. But if they do go that route, I think this is this is. I'm gonna say if it's they do mid, go that route. This is a mid coach hire for me. I don't think it's great, but I I don't think that it's gonna be you know a bad hire per se.
1: What do you uh think yeah, this? they're they're going to be the same. Ugh, no, they're going to be a lot worse than last year unless they make major They're they're in a rebuild. I don't think Mike Vrabel wanted to be here, so he just said fuck it. Um Yeah, I mean I I don't like it, but that, I just think it's a a very big downgrade from Vrabel. I think Vrabel's a great coach and I just don't like it compared to Vrabel, but I mean, I think he's he's a good coordinator. I think he'll he'll be fine um, there. I just think the offense might be rough. Um, yeah, I just don't, I I just don't know how he's gonna do good in that offense because that offense is kind of brutal.
2: Yeah, but if he can find a way to. You know, a lot of people are saying maybe they can, can find en- a way entice T. Higgins to co- go over and sign with the, the Titans, which he probably won't. But if they, he can find a way to, you know, entice him over, then. Um... If they can get T.
1: Higgins, sign Eckler, and get a quarterback, which I don't think they have enough uh, cap, space. cap space for that. If they sign T. Higgins and get a quarterback, I feel so bad for Derrick Henry. Because they didn't do fuck all for him when he was there. Mm-hmm. But if they do that, I mean, maybe they'll slide into a playoff position. If, if they can do all that. But I, I, don't, I don't like it overall with the roster that they have right now.
2: Now let's jump into the next head coaching hire, which uh, was the Carolina Panthers hiring uh, Dave Canales. I'm sorry if I butchered that Uh, as their new head coach, he was the offensive coordinator for the bucks this past year. Um, I don't like this one. I don't like it at all. To be honest, Um, you know, don't No, because I feel like he was inflated by his good, you know, he had such a great offense and I guess I know Baker played great and um, you know, he was comeback of the year candidate, um, but I don't think he's gonna do well with this shitty offense. Like, it's this offense is so bad. Maybe he can help. Yeah, I mean, I kind of liked Young. it though. Bryce Young can he can maybe you know help Bryce Young be better. I think that's gonna I mean be the I one said, good thing that comes out of this hire, but there's no. I way. said
1: this earlier. Um this te- this this team's fuck. no matter what they do. They could hire Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, and Vrabel as their coordinators and head coach, and they're still going to be shit. Um, but, I mean, I don't think Bryce Young is the problem. I think it's everywhere else. That old line that... that it's just rough. So, I mean, I don't hate it, because you're not. You're, it's not like they have to pay uh, millions of dollars for a, a good coach. They brought in a guy as an experiment. If it works out for them, then that's great because
0: I—I I mean, Pepper is—I mean, he likes to control guys. He—he ha-
1: he has a very loose firing stick. Pause. <laughs> yeah, please. but um, but um. He, he he'll fire you whenever he feels like you're like meh. And I mean, is Frank Reich still like a coach, or did he he went to the college? Right? He went. Yeah to college, he right? he got he got bashed away. He's gone. Yeah, he got vanished from Earth. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same as Frank Reich, I think. Um. I don't know why you fire Frank Reich when your expectations, I don't think, were high to begin with. Um, but I don't know. I, that's just me. It's 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 bad, but not because of the coach, because of the team.
2: Yeah. Um. Next head coaching hire is. Uh, the Falcons hired Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator for the Rams this past season, um, as their head coach. Uh, he was formerly the coach of this team in term um, before they hired um, Arthur Smith. Um, what do you think of this? Well, I like Arthur Smith. <laughs> Arthur Smith is gone. I, that, I, I, I miss Arthur Smith. Well, I'm actually, we're about to talk about Arthur Smith in a second. Um, um
1: I I I miss Arthur Smith. I think he's actually better coach than people give him credit for. Um, I just don't think he knew what to do with with a team like that. But maybe Ricky Morris will. I I I I think it's meh. I mean, it can't really go wrong. Um, I think it's like you you, you get you gave a, a alright you know, all right, coach or whatever coordinator, a good, a good team. I think the Falcons are a good team. Um, you get, you get a good quarterback and that solves everyone's problems and you know, but I don't know. I just think, I mean, if Arthur Smith had a good quarterback, he probably wouldn't have been fired. So yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I think this, um, He's a very defensive-minded coach, but he's coached offenses. He's, you know, maybe he can bring Kyle Pitts and uh, and Bijan out of their shells. You know, um, maybe do something with with uh, Desmond Ritter. Um, hopefully, they go out and get you know, a no. quarterback. Hopefully, they go out and get a quarterback. That's the goal. But you know, he's not in control of that. I'd so rather call
1: it Kaepernick.
2: Call it Kaepernick. They could go out and get Zach Wilson.
1: Oh, low key. That might trade be your the pick move. for Zach Wilson, fuck. Uh, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, okay.
2: Chill. chill. Trade your,
1: chill. Yeah. Uh, trade your co- wife for Zach Wilson, that'll work.
2: Trade, trade your mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Ne- next. Um. Next head coaching hire, we have Dan Quinn being hired as the head coach for the, um. For the Commanders.
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's that just happened. <clears throat>
2: I think this happened yesterday.
1: I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. It happened today. <laughs> yeah. And I like it. I like it. Um I love it. Uh honestly, not bad for the commanders. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have to say. I like out of every out of everything I, I like it. I mean, out of everyone you could have hired, I, I I don't think Bill Belichick or Vribble would really be the right fit for this commander's team, but I think Dan Quinn is.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He was uh, previously the uh, head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. He was the coach uh, when they made the Super Bowl. He's also a Super Bowl champion um, with the Seattle Seahawks. You remember mm-hmm. that one very well as their, um, as their defensive line coach. Um, yeah. And defensive coordinator. Has experience, he's got experience. He's got a Super Bowl under his belt, so I think this is yep. a good. Yeah, there's coach talks Meyer. about
0: the
1: Seahawks getting him too, but uh, I would have liked him. But obviously, you know, head coach for the Commanders, you can't really pass that up. So yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not
2: sure if that one's confirmed because I can't find any. It is. It I is. Can't find any any information on it, but I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. Yeah. Um, it,
1: uh, Ravaport and Tom both uh, reported it. So, okay.
2: Um, and let's talk about uh, the Steelers for a second. The Steelers have chosen to hire former Atlanta Falcons head coach. Arthur Smith as their offensive coordinator.
1: Um, I like it. <laughs> no, I hate it. Like, why, why would, Is this we, Matt why? Part why? Two? why? Is
0: this
1: gonna- okay. i I'm sorry. Arthur Smith, I just don't think is offensive. <laughs> I think he has to be a head coach. I don't think he's I mean, maybe he'll maybe he'll find his niche here. But I think he'd be better as a head coach than a coordinator. Cause, you know, we saw what happened with Bijan and that offense. But I mean, maybe it'll go well. But I mean it's really you're really just it's, like, a little bit better version of the Falcons, not talent-wise, just, like, overall. Yeah, they've so, got a
2: better defense for sure. But
1: Yeah, know, I mean, you're just going to a, a, to a good receiving core. You're going to a good receiving core yeah. with a fucking big quarterback. Yeah.
2: So, is it Mason Rudolph, or is it but... going to pick it starting next season?
1: Russell Wilson.
2: <laughs> they can afford
1: him. No it right now i'd give it to i'd give it to
0: rudolph i'd give it to kenny pickett really yep because mason
1: rudolph not christmas anymore buddy <laughs> gotta pack your things um
2: yeah. we'll, save the, we'll save the best for last uh or your favorite for last um
1: Uh, No, no, you keep the best. Keep the best for last.
2: Oh, no. We got to do the best (laughs) one right now. now. This is the the Chargers hiring Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh as their new head coach.
1: Well, okay. Uh, I've been saying this for a while. Um, I said the Chargers. I think when we looked back and we said what every team should do, I think I said the Chargers should hire Jim Harbaugh and draft uh, Blake Corum. (laughs) So halfway done yeah um but yeah i said i said either bill belichick or harbaugh and they went harbaugh and i'm happy they did i'm uh, as a michigan fan it hurts but i mean michigan is in good hands i think and uh i think the chargers you gotta love this i mean if you're a chargers fan if you're a chargers player former chargers player um gets gets in here and uh yeah I, I mean, you gotta like it. You gotta yeah, like it. Pickup, um, for
2: sure, it was pro- it was one of the best coaches available.
1: In- now all you do, now all you do, is you go and you get Corum, and you're set. I think. Get Corum, maybe get uh, get a receiver like Tyler Boyd, and it, this is going to be an amazing offense. I think this is going to be the best offense in the league next year. I'm not gonna lie. I think this offense will work very well in a run and shoot type of offense. Run heavy and then just pass it when you see open. I mean, I like it. I like it. I, I, I think Justin Herbert will be really good in this if he can stay healthy. Uh, same with Mike Williams. Is Mike Williams a free agent? No, he's not, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I think I, I love it. If you're if you're in the Chargers. Um, yeah, you know, so yeah, the you fact just that
2: Herbaugh was able to, you know, make a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick, imagine what he could do with a, a quarterback like, uh, like Justin Herbert. So, um, I think it's a great hire for the Chargers and hopefully they, anything's better than the season. So, um,
1: anything's better than Staley. You could have hired me and I would have been better than Staley. <laughs> yeah. No offense, Staley, but <laughs> there's a reason you're not in the NFL.
2: Um, as a coach, right. and now now let's talk about uh, the Seattle Seahawks. As Irish, for last, Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator Mike McDonald as their new head coach. Um, what do you think? How do you feel about this? I um, know,
1: I like it a lot. Well, okay. Um, I I like it, but the thing is, right? One, Pete Carroll's my guy, right? Um, Pete Carroll been a hard nosed guy. He's a for lifer. Um, recently, it sounds like he's been more kicked out of, uh, the head coaching position rather than what it seemed like at first, which was a mutual decision to have him be an advisor. I mean, I don't hate it. Um, I like Mike McDonald. He's obviously a great coordinator. um. And I think uh, our defense is really good. I think, I mean, if this goes to plan, I think they're trying to build Legion of Boom 2.0. And I think we have the talent for it. Um, But I'm just kind of disappointed because I was really hoping for someone like Vrabel because I feel like Vrabel would be a hard-headed, get-to-the-grind type of guy, much like, you know, like... Much like Dan Campbell, I feel like Vrabel is a lot like Dan Campbell, but, uh, I, you know, I'm happy with Mike McDonald. I'm hoping he can do good. Um, we haven't seen him as a head coach, really, so, yeah, I mean, I'm happy with it. Uh, I kind of would have preferred Vrabel or just to keep Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll's my guy, but,
2: yeah. Yeah, if they really did push Pete Carroll out the way they did it, they should have just, you know, done it the way that they did it with Belichick, basically said, you know, you're done. But no, but you can't
1: true. just have Pete Carroll on the market like that.
2: But they got Belichick you know, like, on like, the market like that, and he didn't even get it. Yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah, but Belichick's old as fuck, and Pete Carroll's still running around catching the balls with the homies, so he's still running routes. Bill Belichick's just fucking neighbors, like <laughs> with the ring dash, like getting caught in 4K, you know. But... And yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I just I I, I just wish we kept Pete Carroll because we've done so good under him. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we'll get Vrabel as a coordinator or something. But I don't see that happening. No, Vrabel's head coach, head coach. Um,
2: but um, I guess to put it in perspective for you, the 2023 Ravens became the first team since 1970 to lead the NFL in scoring, defense, takeaways, and sacks <laughs> in a single season.
1: Um, yeah, defensive triple crown
2: yeah so you're they're in good I think the Seahawks are in good hands here so I like that yeah. well, but there are better guys on the, the market a guy like I like Vrabels on the market guys like Belichick's on the market
1: yeah well if Belichick came to the Seahawks that would be the funniest thing ever but I think the reason Belichick is not on a team right now is one he's old he only has probably a couple years left and two he wants to have a team for himself. He wants to he wants to own a team. He wants to own like he wants to be in charge of everything. He wants to know who's playing. He wants to be in control of who's playing, who's on his team. He wants to draft people. And teams just aren't willing to take that risk. Especially with how bad it's gone for him recently. Um but yeah, I mean I like the Mike McDonald uh this is like if this goes well it's Legion of Boom 2.0. And we, di- I don't know, I think we need a. we just need to keep Bobby Wagner, which I think this was a lot like, I don't know, I, I don't know how I feel about it, because our offense is so good, I just don't know how it's going to run with Mike McDonald, because I don't think DK's going to like this, I don't think Tyler Lockett's going to like this, because they, they were Pete Carroll type of guys, and Pete Carroll was a very... Like, very close with the offensive guys. And then you bring in a defensive coordinator who, yes, he's a great defensive coordinator. And I, I love the move for our defense. Offensive, yeah. I'm just hoping we can keep our guys, right? Because a lot of players don't like playing under defensive-minded coaches offensively, right? So, I don't know. That's the only concern. But, I mean, if we can have Legion of Boom 2.0, I mean, shit. Maybe draft Pennix too while you're at it and then keep the to Seattle guys. And yeah.
2: But, yeah. Nope. I think, um, that's gonna, that's gonna wrap up, um, you know, the, all the new coach hirings and that's going to wrap up this episode of the two minute warning. Um, you know, there was a lot to talk about, so we got an extra long episode. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. um, I'm back, so we'll be back with another episode next week. Uh, we I was posting stuff on the social about all the coach hirings and all that stuff, so make sure to check out our Twitter account or our X account um, um, to stay up to date with stuff and, you know, uh, drop some comments on um, what do you guys think about the hires and, uh, and yeah, so uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace.